I V M. Hi, I'm Zarina Poonawala, your peak performance coach, life coach, emotional intelligence practitioner, and NLP practitioner. I'm also the founder of Abso Expertise Unique. and my organization constantly aims at building leaders across continents after having worked with so many dynamic business honchos entrepreneurs startups ceos management gurus parents and student communities worldwide i am convinced that every individual has unleashed potential and all we really need to do is realize it watch the magic unfold enhance quality of life relationships and professions On my show, be ready for some riveting conversations with inspirational people, snippets, stories and much more. So here I am on this exceptional journey to find empowerment and inspiration anywhere I can. Come join me on this breathtaking path of self-realization, potential maximization, positivity and most of all, embrace your inner power. You are on your way to empowering yourselves. Welcome to the Empowering Series with Zarina Punawala. On today's episode, I'm in conversation with a leader who has transformed and nourished businesses in healthcare and the pharmaceutical sector, an industry expert and visionary. Please welcome Mandeep Singh Kumar, Vice President and General Manager, Intuitive India. Hello, Mandeep. How are you today? I'm doing fine, Zarina. Thank you so much for uh, having me over for this episode. I hope you're doing well too. I am. Thank you. So, how have the past few months treated you, Mandeep? Things have been different this year. They certainly have been, Zarina. Past few months have been quite a learning experience for me, mm-hmm. both professionally and personally. It has all about been navigating uncertainty with mm-hmm. limited and ever-changing information. and especially you know as the realization dawned that we are going to be in, into this pandemic for a long haul as a leader it was important for me to understand the individual challenges faced by my team members everyone was trying to manage their work and requirements at home in the most effective manner but each one also had their own unique challenges hence it was important for me that we stayed responsive and flexible and that we put protocols ensuring safety and well-being of employees while at the same time continuing to serve the needs of our customers as you know zarina we play an important role in healthcare and it was essential that we continue to support our customers our motto clearly being patients first always on the personal side like everybody else during the first few months of the pandemic lockdown it was a testing time at home more so as the days became weeks and weeks turned into months since my wife and i both are working and house help was not possible it definitely was a challenge discussions at our home were no different from what most people grappled with at the same time it was a great experience to engage in household chores together and share the workload i got my elementary lessons in cooking and i must say i fared quite well parental resilience was also put to test you know my son uh, is studying in london mm-hmm. and we were able to get him back just two days before the lockdown in mid of march His university has since now reopened, and so recently we planned his travel back to London. After debating for weeks whether he should take a gap year, whether he should prefer online to in-person classes, etc., and the whole experience was emotionally exhausting, especially you know when no decision is clearly more correct than the other. You could take any decision, 
and that could prove to be right or wrong. So overall, I must say, you know, it has been a challenging journey, but at the same time, it has been interlaced with new learnings and experiences every day. That's quite uh, right, actually, Mandeep, because I think everybody on the base level and the core level have faced similar challenges, yet they have tackled it and approached it differently. You mentioned uh, new learnings, Mandeep. So any lessons that you have learned during the pandemic you'd like to share with us? Yes, absolutely. Uh, This was like being back into a classroom with no information thrown at you on a daily basis. So first and foremost, I would say, you know, the last few months have taught me the importance of staying positive in my outlook and creating an environment around me also that's filled with positive vibes. Otherwise, it's so easy to get into a negative mindset. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, an important learning was to focus on a few specifics. Take up things one at a time. Prioritizing what is important and what is not became so much more evident. And this was true both for personal and professional life. I would also say not to forget the importance of being patient with oneself, the family and the team members. Being considerate and having empathy has been key. At the same time, as we experience these unprecedented times, it has been an opportunity to build new possibilities with all the challenges that came up. Just to take an example, we have worked out ways to conduct now virtual meetings to address customer needs, to train our teams, to train our customers using remote learning methods. We were not thinking about these, you know, till a few months ago. We have continuously innovated on how we engage with various stakeholders and continue to make meaningful progress even in these tough times. So to recapitulate my biggest learning, focus on a few things at a time, do them really well. Put your efforts towards creating an impact and stay positive. In doing so, be patient with yourself and others. That is absolutely key. Fantastic. I think positivity is the way to go because that's the hope we have and that's the way we're going to move forward, right? Your journey, Mandeep, you've been a leader for a long time. You've been working in various businesses. So tell us about your journey so far and how did you embark upon uh, you know, this entire endeavor for Intuitive India? You know, over the last two decades, Zarina, mm-hmm. the moment I utter the word decades, you know, it makes me feel old, but <laughs> that's all right. Uh, you know, I have enjoyed learning, leading, and transforming businesses across healthcare, you know, be it in pharma, diagnostics, or medical devices. While at the same time, interestingly enough, my first career stint was in the advertising industry, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, I spent my childhood in a small city. I grew up in Chandigarh. But these professional opportunities have provided me a, a way to live in and experience cities like Delhi, Singapore, London, and now currently in uh, Bengaluru. I always looked for new challenging opportunities where I felt I could contribute, but at the same time, you know, learn deeply. Work with a key focus, the focus being on potential impact the organization can create on the lives of people. And that's how my journey began with Intuitive when the company wanted to commence its direct operations in India. You know, two and a half years into this role, I still vividly remember my interactions with the global leaders at Intuitive during the interview process. And actually, there were 16 of them, to be precise. So 16 interactions before I was offered the job. But we had such insightful conversations. I was amazed with the mission of Intuitive globally to help physicians heal without constraints and their vision for India. 
And today also, I totally believe in the company's vision to put patients first and the immense potential of robotic-assisted surgery to affect lives in India. We have made excellent progress over the last two and a half years, but we have a lot more to do and the future continues to be promising. It's also a matter of you know, humble pride when we receive positive feedback from the surgeons and hospitals we work with. Mm. And when we come across heartwarming stories of patients who have benefited from our work, that is a testimony, I would say, no bigger testimony than that to our own faith in the work we do and the mission we live and breathe. So as I look back, it has been a very rewarding journey so far. A big thank you and a shout out to our customers who passionately take up robotic assisted surgery and challenge us day in, day out to do our best in supporting their endeavors. And I shouldn't forget my wonderful team who are extremely talented, passionate and dedicated to our mission. I owe it to each customer of ours and to each team member of mine for making this journey such a remarkable one. You truly have that attitude of gratitude, Mandeep. That's wonderful to see. And you did say that you've lived in various countries and you've been an expat in um, several places. How has it been living in various countries and uh, you know, what are the challenges that you face, some stories you'd like to share? Yeah, surely. Uh, so in a way, uh, we have been blessed that, you know, we had the opportunity of living in two of the world's most diverse and cosmopolitan cities, you know, Singapore and London, possibly the easiest cities to settle into. Yet it had its own challenges and opportunities of adapting to a different culture. You know, most interesting was how to fight stereotypes or the constant need to clarify one's motivators. It also put our preconceived notions to test as well. Let me share with you some interesting anecdotes. You know, when we started looking for a home in Singapore, a real estate agent asked us questions like, do you need a balcony in your home? Do you cook in the kitchen? And we were like, what kind of questions are these? But they were so important to them because not every home came with a balcony. There were people who would refuse home, mm-hmm. renting homes to Indians because, you know, they would have a greasy kitchen. And they said, no, we don't want to rent to you. So these were relevant questions. But they were a big surprise for us. Yeah. At office, it was difficult to explain to people that dosa was not my staple diet. I came from a different part of India. If I take the experiences to London, and this was my own preconceived biases and notions. Mm-hmm. You know, when we were uh, doing a school search in London for my son, when the principal was addressing the prospective parents of kids who would take admission, he kept on saying, your boys will have a great time. We'll take good care of your boys. And, was, and I was like, Let us only use the word boys. And then it dawned upon me, it is a boys school. (laughs) All good, reputed British private schools are single gender schools. I never thought of it that way. So I guess, you know, living outside or as you start living outside, there are stereotypes that you have to fight. But at the same time, you know, you have to challenge your own preconceived notions. On the work environment, I would say understanding what motivates people can be both challenging yet at the same time most rewarding. Because communication patterns and preferences are different too across the cultures within the same city. So if these cities are cosmopolitan, they also house people of different cultures and they think differently. So it is so imperative to understand the kind of cultural styles that people relate to and how to build successful teams in these diverse environments is absolutely key. Because while the measures of business goals remain similar across geographies, I realized pretty early that the measure of self-gratification 
on professional success is on very different scales in terms of how they are recognized, how they are engaged with, and so forth. It was more for me to kind of, you know, adapt to different cultures, adapting to different leadership styles, and modifying my own leadership style to suit different environments. At the same time, it was a unique personal journey when you move from one country to another. You know, you leave your friends, family, and relatives behind. It's also about getting a foothold into well-established networks of your own community or establishing networks within the local community. And that's not easy, and it gets more difficult with time. So therefore, each move, we always kind of, you know, had a balance of excitement, but I must admit it also had an anxiety linked to it. But the key was really to balance it out. Look at the positive aspects of the change and the learning it brings. And during the scenario, I can't overemphasize the family needs to stay well-knit together in these scenarios. I'll share an example. Uh, one of my HR directors in Singapore, when we were moving to Singapore, he mentioned that. He said, the day you return home, and if you don't see two happy faces, so he was referring to my wife and my son, he said, you can say goodbye to your career. He said, make sure as you make these moves, you're making your family comfortable. You could always run a race for your career, but there is no career without family support in the long run. And this has stuck with me ever since. So my philosophy has been to make the family a part of the decision. And these are casual dining table conversations we have. And we make our decisions. Even when I joined Intuitive, it was my son who pushed me. And I still remember his exact words. He said, Dad, would you like to be the first country GM for Intuitive or just another one for any other company? And I must say he was 17 years at that time. That was quite insightful coming from him. So I think your son's following into your footsteps, Mandeep. He's got a sharp mind and he's also quite witty. <laughs> he's a wise man. I'm learning a lot from him. I know I have a lot more to learn from him, from people I've interacted with. But I definitely do believe that I'm a very different and probably a more complete individual from the point when I started this journey. Sure. So apart from living in various countries, you've also worked in various industries. And how has that been different, carrying out different roles? Yeah, uh, Ms. I would love to talk about that. Uh, I surely have had the privilege and I've been blessed to work with some great organizations. Uh -huh. And I also worked with them when many of them were in the most exciting phase of the life cycle. I mentioned, you know, I started my career in advertising with JWT. That was my grounding in consumer behavior, customer insights, and brand planning. Now, JWT is called uh, the University of Advertising. And I would say not for nothing. It was a great foundation that it helped me build, learning into the branding principles, working with the best in the industry. At Runbaxi, I would say the aggression of Runbaxi, how focused they were in terms of driving only pharmaceuticals and letting go of other businesses. It was one of the first pharma company to establish an international footprint. And that was good to see from close quarters how a company can grow and expand. Now, unfortunately, long after I left Runbaxi, I've also followed their demise, which is a learning in itself. Uh, moving on to BD, which was setting up its footprint in India in 2000. That was my first exposure of working with a large global organization. Within India, it gave me an exposure to various aspects of the business. We were a small team. And working across APAC and UK, it helped me to learn, work, and live in different cultures. And that is something no textbook can teach. That has to be experienced. 
And this is magnified in my various roles with GE as I worked in Gurugram, London, and Bangalore. Working in different industries, I must say, across geographies, across continents, and working with managers of different cultures and different nationalities has really, really taught me a lot. And interestingly, you know, people talk about moves. The move to Bangalore was the most challenging. You know, uh, let me share one uh, anecdote. When I expressed a desire to take on the role with GE in Bangalore, my business president in London asked me, hey, so basically you want to go home? And I told him, no, 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 it's all about the role. And I also remember telling him very clearly, I said, any day I'll have more culture of North India to experience. I'll see more Sikhs and places of worship for my religion in London than I could ever imagine in Bengaluru. And it was really surprising when he heard that. And that was one discussion I certainly won with him. So that's interesting. I still remember that. It's not always saying that, hey, you're coming back to your country. That's going to be the easiest transition. It's about what city, what group of people, what kind of an organization you move with that changes and shapes your experience. Absolutely. And having said that about different roles and, you know, your entire journey so far, what is the current role at Intuitive India? What does your role really entail, Mandi? So, Zarina, the key aspects of my role, if I was to just kind of, you know, describe in one line, mm -hmm. is to help expand the access to robotic-assisted surgery to more and more patients in India. Uh, Robotic-assisted surgery has been widely accepted throughout the globe. And we are here to bring alive the mission of unlocking constraints with the current approaches and in doing so, make a significant contribution to our healthcare system in India. As the first person to serve as the country GM for Intuitive in India, it's also exciting for me to be at the helm of this effort, you know, strategizing and implementing our in-country strategy and commercial operations. Uh, in order to serve that goal over the last couple of years, uh, my efforts go into building a solid cross-functional team. We invest a lot in customer training, clinical, regulatory affairs, and more in order to meet all of the needs of the business and our customers here in India. At the same time, it's also my responsibility to equip our team with the right tools and resources, keeping them engaged and be successful in the pursuit of our mission. No business can exist without customers. So I work closely with surgeons and hospitals to continue understanding their evolving and unfulfilled needs and help them build successful long-term robotic programs. A key part of this is to help grow and nurture an expanding pool of passionate, talented robotic-assisted surgeons in India. So we do this, we make our customers successful by our product and solutions offerings, offering the innovative technology, and building the support ecosystem for training, patient awareness, and lowering the excess barriers to robotic-assisted surgery. Fantastic. And could you elaborate about Intuitive India, the Da Vinci systems, and why robotic-assisted surgeries? Sure. Let me also give a perspective of Intuitive globally, and then I'll lead into the India part. So, headquartered in California, Intuitive is a global technology leader in minimally invasive care. It's also the pioneer in the field of robotic-assisted minimally invasive surgery for over two decades now. And robotic-assisted surgery is basically procedures performed through tiny incisions. 
Surgeons who use the robotic-assisted systems are of the opinion that it can enhance the precision, flexibility, and control during the operation. It also provides superior visualization compared to traditional techniques. That is the reason why our surgical system has been widely adopted by surgeons and has benefited millions of patients. Over 52,000 surgeons have globally been trained and more than 7.2 million robotic-assisted procedures have taken place worldwide. The benefits of these surgeries have been peer-reviewed in over 21,000 papers. How well entrenched this technology is becoming? Or maybe this example will clarify that. Every 26 seconds, a surgeon somewhere in the world is starting, you know, a Da Vinci procedure. Mm -hmm. So almost like since the time we started having this conversation, 30 new surgeries may have started somewhere across the globe onto, you know, our systems. The India story, which was specifically asked, Intuitive began its direct operations in India following several years of doing business in the country to its distributors. So we knew the market quite well mm -hmm. before we chose to come direct. Because as we saw the market potential and the enthusiasm for the technology among early adopters and the initial surgeons in India, we felt we would benefit many, many more patients and surgeons if we were to have a more direct presence and commitment to India. Today, we have uh, over 70 Da Vinci surgical systems that are currently in use, uh, with surgeons performing robotic-assisted surgery across various specialties, be it urology, gynecology, thoracic, and various fields of general surgery. That is extremely fascinating and intriguing, and it's also very progressive. Now, what is your vision for healthcare communities such as doctors, patients, hospitals in general in India? I mentioned uh, earlier, Zarina, mm -hmm. we're constantly putting our patients first, you know, right. following a patient-first approach mm -hmm. in everything we do. Uh, when we innovate and evolve our technology, we do so with patients and surgeons in mind. How can we help to play a part in the delivery of better care and better outcomes? Some of the patient stories of those who have been positively impacted by robotic-assisted surgery I've come across mm -hmm. are truly, truly heartwarming. We've had patients and their families accompany a surgeon, you know, for interactive sessions in our team meetings. And when a patient or a family member comes to us, sometimes with moist eyes, to express their gratitude, you need nothing else to keep going. That is just so, so overwhelming. So as a company, we've continued to value our customers above anything else. And a true example would be how we have supported and worked with our customers during this pandemic. So understanding that the current situations in hospitals is fluid, we are listening to and learning from our customers as new issues emerge. This collaboration is helping us plan for a host of needs so that we can quickly adapt and support our customers according to their priorities. Now, these could be clinical, economic, or operational priorities, and both for the short term and the long term. Because we believe in the benefits and value of robotic-assisted surgery for patients, surgeons, hospitals, and healthcare systems, and are working tirelessly day in, day out to expand access to and the adoption of this technology in India. We want to touch the lives of more and more patients, and that is why we continue to raise the bar to support the surgeon community, the hospitals, and the healthcare system. We do this by working to help ensure that they are well-equipped, have networks where 
they can help each other. We support research programs or research outcomes which are published or documented and many more things of that nature. And we're also in the midst of increasing general awareness of the value and benefits of robotic assisted surgery so that patients become more aware of it. And would you like to elaborate on some of these collaborations and affiliations? Yeah, sure. So we work with various industry associations, well-reputed medical institutions in the country, and the credible surgeon community to build an ecosystem for robotic-assisted surgery in India. We have training and education programs for medical students, surgeons, and the healthcare worker community to use robotics technology. It's a team sport. So we collectively work towards increasing the penetration of robotic-assisted surgery in the country. We're also partnering and collaborating with various key opinion leaders, stakeholders, to bring their stories to the fore. Because they are the ones who are the caregivers to the ultimate patients. So we talk about the impact they are creating and the progress they are making to provide the benefits of this technology to their patients. And how about your team at Intuitive India, Mandeep? Anything you'd like to share with us about your team? Sure. So we are very close to the landmark of 100 employees now. Mm-hmm. And uh, our talented and dedicated employees are in various fields sales, support, clinical affairs, marketing, training, regulatory, etc. And their main task is to provide the best support to our customers. We're highly mission focused. Everybody has the same task in mind. How to enhance adoption of robotic assisted surgery in India. So everybody measures their success by that ultimate goal. This is something which we have inherited from the global mission-driven culture. And we have been successful in bringing that to life here in India, working to build our team to develop and deliver the tools, technologies, and solutions to help improve the lives of patients. As we transition from a distributor model, during phase one, we were focused on building the commercial acumen and establishing training programs. That we continue to do today as well. But alongside is a phase two around building a supportive ecosystem to help the adoption pyramid of robotic-assisted surgery. We have invested in an in-house training dry lab, and we also have three customer training centers in partnership with key leading medical institutions. Uh, We are bringing in specialized talent set. We are very choosy about whom we hire and how we select people whom we bring on board. And that is in line with our overall mission, looking at developing specific skill sets that will help us accelerate the outreach for our programs. Fantastic. And during this pandemic, any challenges that you've had to weather business-wise and how did you manage to overcome those? Sure. So, you know, as the uh, pandemic unfolded itself, firstly, at the global level, Intuitive formed a COVID-19 incident management team. This was in the very initial phase of the pandemic. So the step one was to recognize the scope of the issue and ensure our employees' safety. Uh, priorities and mission have remained focused on our team's health and safety mm-hmm. and interlinked to supporting our customers in the pursuit of the quadruple aim and support of the communities in which we live and work during the pandemic. Early on, our teams worked to ensure our essential operations safely continued so we could be there for our customers while also helping to source and manufacture uh, personal protective equipment both masks and face shields, to support frontline workers. Uh, We made sure we understood customer needs 
And we quickly built a COVID financial plan for the company overall focused on four pillars. So one key aspect was customer financial relief or flexibility, uh, intuitive staff and community stabilization, intuitive supply chain stabilization, and the production of PPE, as I just mentioned. Uh, our close collaboration with customers enabled us to quickly adapt and support their evolving needs and priorities, clinical, economic, and operational. I'll just take one example here. Like we rolled out a customer financial relief program we put together to support customers during COVID. This included credits for the service payments that they make. It included warranty extensions for the robotic programs that were underutilized. And we also made term payment terms more flexible compared to the contract they had entered us with. And the reactions have been universally positive because the customers really felt that you know, Intuitive was a good partner where we came ahead, worked with them, and found solutions to address their immediate and long-term challenges. And what do you think is the right approach and attitude during this pandemic? What should be the right approach and attitude? This pandemic has put forward many, many challenges. At the same time, it has presented opportunities and learnings for both personal and professional growth. To me, an important learning is to stay positive and not to look back in the past. We need to keep looking forward and move ahead and not surround ourselves by negativity. I'm sure I, my team, my family would take our learnings from 2020 and move stronger in the future. I also want people and myself included to keep one thing in mind, while there'll be labeling of the world to pre-COVID and post-COVID era, but I think we should be pretty sure that the world is not going back to 2019 where we came from. It'll move to a new future and our adaptability, resilience, and learning agility has to be key. So we should be willing and open to embrace the new world as it unfolds itself. Absolutely. That's quite rightly put, Mandeep. And how do you land up inspiring your team and people around you? Because you sound very inspirational yourself. Well, that's the question better asked to my team. Uh-huh. But uh, I'll try and answer it. You know, a lot of my approach to team management comes from my learnings in life and the privilege I've had of working with some great leaders. So one concept I strongly believe in is from a book I read, The Art of Giving an A. You need to put trust in people that they would put in their best efforts. They don't prejudge them. So unless and until they prove it otherwise, it's always about the belief that each individual wants to put in their best and wants to succeed. It's a job of a leader to help them unlock that potential. The second is in terms of, this could be contradictory to some other beliefs which people talk about in terms of when there's too much focus on you know, eliminating your weaknesses. I've generally believed that people succeed by leveraging their strengths. Right. There should not be a weakness but that becomes a limiting weakness. But at the end of the day, leverage your strengths. Play your A game, not somebody else's B game. And as a leader, I try to remove obstacles for my team to achieve their success. I think that is what my job is really about. Providing them with the necessary resources, help them anticipate roadblocks, and working jointly towards eliminating them. It's also important to recognize and appreciate people in your life, be it a team member, family, or friends. It goes a long way. And this is certainly an area 
which is a big improvement area for self, for me as well. I need to continue to get better at that. Because I think that's extremely important. That one kind, honest, truthful word of appreciation goes a long way. Absolutely agreed. And who is your inspiration, Mandeep? Let me talk about people who have been more close to me than talk about examples, uh, you know, from either the industry or sometimes, you know, people have big leaders that I get their inspiration from. Right. I think I've been lucky to be inspired by people very close to me. Uh, my family has been the greatest source of inspiration to me, Zarina. My dad and my mom have been a great influence. Uh, my dad for the tremendous focus and zeal to make a meaningful contribution in academics. I haven't seen a more passionate individual. He has authored over a dozen books, and by grace of Almighty, he's still growing strong. And my mom, you know, for being the pillar of strength to the family, the family wouldn't have been as strong if it not, uh, you know, were to be for my mother. I look at my wife. She can give so much into friendships and relationships without seeking anything in return. I have so much to learn in this field. If I may say, we just talked about art of giving an A. She's a perfect example of art of giving an A in her relationships. We talked about my son, uh, I would say for the adaptability, as we have uh, moved across various geographies, the resilience he has displayed, and the diehard focus on his goals. He has two main goals, and they're very contradictory. One is fashion, which is studying at the London College of Fashion, mm-hmm. and the other is boxing. Uh, we may not like it, but he's truly into boxing. But he gives that his 100% dedication. So I would say my family has been really a great influence. I also firmly believe that inspiration should be and can be drawn from all the greatness that surrounds us. Let me just take one example more relevant to the COVID pandemic. As we went into this pandemic, I have been doing some online workouts, you know, just to keep to a fitness routine. And I came across an amazing instructor. The way she's able to engage in a virtual platform, bringing her persona alive on the screen, making one experience the same energy that you would do at a center session or a live session. Right. It's amazing, really. So she has turned challenges into an opportunity. But what she has brought about in it is her dedication, resilience, and adaptation of the skill set. And in doing so, creating a memorable experience for one and all, and continuously raising the bar. That's highly inspirational. How do you kind of you know, change a challenge into an opportunity? and really repurpose your skill sets. So, Mandeep, we're coming towards the end of our conversation, but there are a couple of questions that I still have for you, and they're slightly personal, and I'd love to know, what is that one belief that you swear by? I may have touched upon it uh, in multiple questions, uh, Zarina. Building a meaningful and strong personal relationships network, to me, that is key. I feel people tend to miss the inherent strength that a family and friends network brings to personal and professional success. I've seen examples where people stress themselves or have nobody to share or express their feelings and gradually go in a downward spiral. So yes, career is important. Career success is important. But that is built on a strong foundation of relationship strengths. So to me, therefore, investing in building relationships and making time for your family and friends is very important. And make time for yourself, have that me time. Me time, yes, absolutely, Mandeep. I think that is the key and a lot of people sort of underrate that in their lives. And you've spoken about various things. Of course, you've shared a lot of wise words with us, but any words of wisdom or pearls of wisdom for our listeners and other entrepreneurs out there? 
So even at the risk of repeating myself, I would say have a strong support ecosystem around you mm-hmm. of family and friends that provides strength to take on all ups and downs. Also in professional teams, surround yourself with good people. It's an investment that will always, always pay out. Focus on your strengths, play your A game, learn from everyone, but there's no need to copy anyone. I would also say it's difficult, but if possible, work on your dreams or with organizations that align to your beliefs. Make that as a key criteria of dreams that you pursue or the organizations that you associated with. Lastly, but very importantly, as you lead your teams, realize that the leader exists for the team. It's never the other way around. That's key advice. That's key counsel, Mandeep. And that last part you said, I think it resonates with everybody. Everybody who's in a leadership role, it should resonate with them, at least at this point in time. There's a lot of learning to do this year, especially when it comes to leadership. That's fantastic. Lastly, Mandeep, what empowers you? That's a simple one, Zarina. I would say the impact that my team and myself, we are creating in the lives of patients. I talked about that in the example I took about, you know, surgeon and patients coming to our team interactions. Right. So when we see that impact getting created, that truly empowers me to do more. I must say that's the biggest success and the most meaningful satisfaction that can, I can draw out from the role I'm playing today. Fantastic. It's been incredible speaking with you, Mandeep, and you've shared such valuable insights with us. Moreover, you've given us an entirely different perspective on life, on living an expat life, adaptability, and family, positive thinking, leadership, team building, and whatnot. So thank you so much and all the very best to your endeavors. And I think you're on route making India a better place and giving India better healthcare systems here. So uh, kudos to the kind of work you do. Thank you for being on the show today, Mandeep. It was an absolute pleasure having this conversation with you. Thank you, Zarina. Likewise, and thanks for having me. If you liked this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram.